Hi ladies, welcome to Fit and Fortunate Mama, the podcast for busy moms ready to ditch diets and get fit with sustainable healthy habits. I'm your host Adelina, I'm a mom of two and an online nutrition and home workouts coach. Today's topic is actually a quote that I hear from a lot of my clients at the start of our work together as well as from messages from you on Instagram and it usually goes something like I'm trying to eat healthy foods but I'm not seeing any results and it could be I'm not seeing results with my belly or losing weight but I chose to talk about the belly because this is the most stubborn area from our female bodies so frankly if you can find a way which of course I'm here to help you do to get rid of your belly then the rest will just follow. So as you find out from today's episode just eating healthy food does not mean that you're gonna be in good shape. Actually eating healthy food does not even guarantee you that you're gonna be healthy. I know it's confusing. <laughs> That's how nutrition is but don't worry I'm here to support you. I'm gonna share with you the five mistakes that you're most probably making. I bet you'll be making at least one of those if not all. As usual I've made all of these mistakes before myself so no shame, no judgment. I'm here to support you and of course I'm gonna be giving you tips for each mistake what you can be doing instead. But before we dive into the topic I want to share a story with you. I've gotten messages from some of you asking me when there will be a new episode, if the podcast is coming back. So I'm so happy to know that at least a few of you know that I disappeared for a while and that you're actually looking forward to the podcast episodes. Now the reason I disappeared is because I made a major major change to my coaching business and I want to share the details with you for the obvious reason of if you are planning to work with me in 2024 of course I want to give you some information of which program is appropriate for you but even if you don't plan to invest in coaching it's still good to listen to this because you can judge for yourself where you stay on that journey that I'm going to explain now and what are the steps that you should be taking for yourself to see results. So if you listen to the podcast or follow me on Instagram you know that in 2023 the only way to work with me was my two-month individual coaching program. The reason I designed the program is because myself, I was part of such program five years ago with a nutrition coach. I used to have a catastrophic relationship with food, with my body image, and I don't want to be overly dramatic, but I can say that that program changed my life. So this is what inspired me to become a coach myself and to help women. So I designed the program in a similar way that I knew can deliver life-changing experience to women. Now this program is still living and well so if you have some very difficult circumstances, some issues that you want to deal with either in terms of motivation, habits building, nutrition then that's the program for you so I'm still working with clients in this way you can definitely contact me. But what happened in the end of last year is I had a conversation with my sister I love my sister, I mean because she's my sister, but I love her because she's so far away from social media, coaching, so anytime she gives me feedback, it's purely from the perspective of a mother of two small children that's trying to manage work, that's trying to manage her household, the children, so her feedback is very unbiased, again it has nothing to do with my industry, she was just talking from personal experience and I know her experience represents also the experience of a lot of you. So what she told me is when we were talking about my program she said you know 
not everyone is in a place where they want to change their life. And what she meant is that, especially when you have small kids, when you have a job on top of it and you're just trying to survive day to day, having a life-changing experience might not be your priority at that moment in your life. This conversation haunted me for a few days. I was so bothered by it. And when I started analyzing, I understood why. Because if you follow me on my socials, you know that I always talk about balance. I always advocate for balance. And then I realized that actually the offerings of my coaching business are so unbalanced. Because what I was doing is I was not directly and not consciously, but basically telling women, you either embark on this life-changing transformation with me for two months or you stay where you are and unfortunately for a lot of women this means staying miserable unhappy with their bodies unhealthy so this really bothered me because again this is not what I stand for I stand for balance so I realized what I don't have in my coaching business is a program that can bring the women that are now on the outskirts of healthy and fit living that this thing just looks so scary to them so time consuming so I didn't have a program that can bring these women in slowly but surely and even if it's not life-changing for them at that moment it can still help them improve their eating improve their exercise consistency and start seeing results for themselves and hopefully with time they'll get motivated to do more and more so this is how the fit and fortunate mama reset program was born it's a group coaching program it has follow along pre-recorded do it your own time home workouts and it also has a meal plan where calories macros everything is already planned for belly reduction and excess fat loss so no one needs to track or log any food it's already done in the plan and it's full of easy recipes to follow that don't take a lot of time now you might ask why you didn't create such program before these programs exist. I'm not going to pretend that I'm inventing the wheel here. There are many programs that offer you a meal plan and a home workouts program, either independently or in a combination. So there were two things that bothered me with these programs for a very long time. And this is the reason why I didn't create my own. The first thing is the meal plan. So this is what we call an off-the-shelf meal plan, meaning that it's already done. It's take it or leave it. So you either follow the plan exactly as it is, or you make any changes at your own risk of not seeing results because you have no access to the coach because these programs are usually very affordable so economically it doesn't make sense for the coach to be in touch with their clients so whoever wants to do these programs they will just purchase them as a one-off and then they'll follow the program exactly as it is without any opportunity to ask any questions without any opportunity to make modifications and when we speak about moms it's very difficult to follow exactly a plan without changing a single thing. I mean, we need to plan the food also for our families. Sometimes we have unexpected things happen to us. So I think it's very discouraging for a mom when you tell her from the very beginning, you just have to follow this plan exactly as it is. I think that's enough of a reason for her to give up. Now, the second reason why I didn't like these programs is the home workouts program, if it's done well, of course, mine is, you can follow it. So you don't need any input from the coach. Everything is recorded it everything is explained in the guide so you can take it and really follow this however the problem with the home workouts it's different it's the lack of accountability so i had only a home workouts program for a tiny bit last year and the reason why i stopped it is because 
it was on a portal that was allowing me to check if people are logging in and I realized a lot of women paid for the program and they actually didn't log in and do the exercises and of course this is not what I want I want to be helping people not just taking their money so I thought okay what is the solution to these two problems the fact that you don't have any contact with the coach you cannot make any modifications to the program and the fact that there is no accountability to actually ensure that you have the motivation to follow the program so this is how I decided to have a Facebook a close Facebook community where for the three weeks of the program women can ask me any questions and they can also participate in a competition where they can win a prize and this is going to be the motivator for them as well as just the community and seeing other people also doing their plan and following it through so the first group is already live as we speak now the ladies are in the Facebook group they're asking me questions we just started at the time when I'm recording this so they're now preparing to do their grocery shopping get ready for the week they're starting to do their workouts so I'm really happy to see this idea now come to life and I can't wait for the following groups which of course every time they'll be more and more improved as I'm getting more feedback from the participants okay I hope this was useful and interesting to you because I'm super thrilled to be adding this program to the ways that I can be helping you and other women and now let's dive into the topic why you're eating healthy but you're not seeing results and specifically why you cannot get rid of your belly the first mistake that you're probably making is you think that just because a food is healthy it is a free pass so it doesn't have calories or the calories don't count of course this is not true any calories no matter whether they're coming from healthy or unhealthy food are adding up when they're in excess when we're eating more calories than we're burning we will be gaining weight and excess fat i see this as a problem in two specific cases one is overeating on healthy fats and especially if you are consuming any healthy warm bowls either in a takeaway or in a restaurant I see so many fats in the same bowl so you have salmon seeds nuts olive oil avocado you name it of course we need healthy fats in our diet but we cannot be eating all of them at the same time because fats have more than double the calories for the same grammage than carbs and protein so how do you solve for this i have two episodes i think it was episode four and five one is called how to track uh, whether you need to track your calories uh, to be in good shape and this episode has a very easy framework that explains to you exactly how your fat should be in a ratio to your protein and your carbs and the rest of the food you eat and then episode five which is what i eat in a day gives you practical doable examples of what me and my clients eat so i definitely recommend listening to these two episodes to understand how exactly you should be including fats in your diet without them impacting your results the second way i see this mistake happening is baked goods so there are so many healthy recipes for desserts online and again somehow a lot of people would think that just because they've exchanged the flour for banana and oats or they've put honey instead of white sugar all of a sudden they can eat as much of this cake pancakes muffin whatever is the recipe again of course it's better to eat these foods versus buying something packaged or going to a restaurant and eating a cake that's soaking in sugar and butter but again this is not free food so all of this should be had in moderation the second mistake you're probably making is going on a very low calorie diet but you are doing this 
only for your main courses. So this is for all of my ladies eating salads at the start of the year or before the summer holidays to lose some weight. But what's happening is, is the following. You're eating salad at your main course and then you're so hungry that you're gonna be going and pinching your colleagues for their nuts, crackers, biscuits, whatever you can find in the office or at home. And the logic is, I'm taking less calories in my main courses and the main courses is what counts and these few crackers or biscuits is not going to make a difference. It does make a difference. Again, all of these calories are adding up. You're much better off if you're eating proper meals. Of course, you can have a treat here and there from time to time, but this is the way that you make sure that you're getting enough nutrients, your body is functioning properly, you're healthy, and at the same time, you're nourishing your body and you're seeing results on your fat loss journey without all of this extra snacking and munching which is triggered by the low calorie and another mini mistake women are making here within this bigger mistake is having coffee on an empty stomach again it triggers the exact same reaction you're thinking oh i've skipped breakfast so i have a little bit of more calorie allowance but actually the stress that you're putting to your digestive system to your nervous system of having this coffee on an empty stomach unregulated is just increasing your stress hormones so much and it's making you too much and crave over the day and you end up consuming more calories by the end of the day that you would have had if you just had a proper breakfast. Mistake number three is tricky because this is when you eat foods that you think are healthy but actually are not. So this is where we fall victim to all of the smart marketing that would promise low everything except for protein. So it's going to be low carbs, low fat, low sugar, low sodium, low calorie, everything. And then it's going to be high protein. I used to be so obsessed with this. I used to eat everything that says high protein. I think I actually ate high protein popcorn one. I mean, what? Let us just enjoy our popcorn or treats and then make sure that we eat proper food the rest of the time. Another place where this is a problem is if you're vegetarian, if you're cutting on meat and you're eating all of this meat replacement, burgers and meats, etc. They're so full of artificial ingredients, preservatives, coloring. All of this is messing up with our gut. The obvious way that this is a problem is, of course, we're going to have bloating and constipation. But the less obvious problems with the non-functioning gut is that it's not absorbing the food properly. It's not digesting the food and the waste is not going out of your body. It's staying in and it's being converted in excess fat. Of course, sometimes we need convenience foods. And I share a lot on my Instagram and here on the podcast brands that I like, which have relatively clean ingredient lists for a packaged food. But as much as we can, let's not fall prey to marketing and consume these foods just because we think that they're good for us. The best thing for us is just whole proper food that came from nature. The fourth mistake you're probably making is you are not understanding and accounting for blood sugar fluctuations. Now, before you wave me off and you say I'm not diabetic, I don't need to worry about blood sugar. If you are living being and you consume food, you need to worry about blood sugar, not worry, of course, not sleep at night, but you need to consider it because we always have a blood sugar reaction when we consume carbs. So the way the vicious cycle works is that if you consume carbs on their own, and lots of them, your blood sugar will be elevated to an extreme. And then when the blood sugar is elevated to an extreme, it's going to come down crashing. And when your blood sugar levels crash, your brain goes into panic mode because glucose is the main food for our brain. So it thinks I don't have enough glucose. I'm going to die. I cannot 
things straight. This is why after episodes of eating a lot of carbs, you might feel fatigued, you might feel very tired because your brain is not able to operate. So it gives a signal to your body, I need to be consuming more carbs and more sugar. So this is where cravings come from. And this is how you activate this vicious cycle of just needing more and more carbs. Now, the solution here is not to cut on carbs necessarily. I mean, it depends on how many you're consuming. It's about what is the proportion of carbs versus protein in a meal. So if you're eating protein with your meals and you're eating it in the right proportion, then this effect of blood sugar is going to be much, much less. And of course, again, if you really want a treat, you can have it. This is not about never having a craving in our life. It's about not triggering a physical reaction in our bodies, which is making it hard for us to control any sort of cravings that we have. Again, I strongly recommend episodes four and five because they're going to give you the exact proportions of carbs, versus protein without you having to log or track your food and also episode 5 is going to give you a lot of useful ideas of proteins that you can have again that don't require too much cooking etc so make sure that after this episode you go and save and listen to episodes 4 and 5 when you get the chance the last and final mistake is you don't have enough variety in your diet so a lot of you might be eating fruit and vegetables, but when you make a summary of what you're eating in a week, it's probably just a couple of vegetables and a couple of fruits. And again, I've been there at some point. I used to eat berries, apples, broccoli, something like this, and tomatoes and cucumbers. This is not enough variety for your gut to be functioning properly. Again, I spoke about our gut is dictating how our waste is getting out of the body. The gut is dictating whether we're bloated or constipated but the gut plays also another important function actually two functions the first one is that it helps your hormone regulation so this is the hormones that tell us whether we're hungry or full so if your gut is out of balance because we're not giving it in a variety then our hormones are gonna give us the wrong signals and the other very interesting function that the gut plays which only now we're seeing more and more research and we're understanding the impact is our gut health has an impact on our mood. Anything like depression, anxiety, low moods, of course, is going to influence us of not making the right choices for our food, not having the motivation to exercise, just being low and not caring about taking care of ourselves. So we now know from research and from experience, and I've seen it for myself, for my clients, that when you have a healthy gut, which is fed within a variety of grains, fruits, vegetables, this can also help, among other things, of course, self-care, etc., of regulating our moods. So this is how amazing our bodies are and why I'm such a nerd about nutrition and the things it can do for our bodies that don't even seem related to each other. Okay, ladies, these were the five mistakes that you're most most probably making. I would love it if we connect on Instagram. If you are making any of these mistakes, let me know and also what changes you're gonna make. I can be your accountability buddy. You can of course ask me questions. You can suggest or ask for topics for future episodes. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed the podcast, I would love it if you leave me a review and you share with a friend because all of us together can spread this message that we don't need to do ridiculous diets. We can still be fit and take care of our bodies. Have a wonderful day ahead.